In Angel vs. Helena Renaissance 1 LP, 2023, ARC App 297, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed part of a summary judgment order and otherwise affirmed in a lawsuit filed by multiple tenants against an apartment for alleged improper maintenance of common areas with claims of mold and resulting health problems where the defendants agreed to upkeep. Blanket exculpatory language in the lease addendum was unavailing to the defendant. Judge Verdon explained, quote, On August 4, 2020, the Circuit Court issued a letter of opinion explaining its reasons for granting the appellee's motion for summary judgment. First, the Circuit Court agreed that there was no genuine issue of material fact regarding causation. The Court found that the tenants' claims that their medical issues were related to the presence of mold was purely speculative. The Circuit Court also ruled that even if there was an issue of fact as to causation, the mold and mildew addendum shielded the appellees from liability. The Court found that the language in the mold and mildew addendum it's clear that there is a waiver of any responsibility by the landlord under any legal theory for damages caused by mold or mildew, and the addendum would cover the lease, the handbook, and the HUD lease. In addition, the Circuit Court found that there was no remaining genuine issue of material fact on the tenant's quiet enjoyment claims. According to the Court, there was no factual basis on the issue of quiet enjoyment because there were some tenants still in the apartments, some that never signed a lease at all, and no evidence was presented to rise to an action on that issue. The circuit court added that the tenants' quiet enjoyment claims should also be covered by the mold and mildew addendum for most tenants, and there would not be a remedy for those who resided there without a lease. Regarding the tenants' nuisance claims, the circuit court found that the law of nuisance, unreasonably interfering with the use and enjoyment of the lands of another, has no applicability under these circumstances because there was, one, no substantial proof that the medical issues of the tenants were caused by the alleged mold, two, no showing that the appellee's conduct was not unreasonable, sick, and three, no proof but mere speculation linking the actions of the appellees to the complaints of the tenants. The Circuit Court incorporated all the foregoing findings in an order dismissing the case with prejudice entered on August 24, 2020. The tenants now appeal that order. We affirm in part and reverse and remand in part. End of quote. The opinion noted plaintiffs included more than 20 elderly people, and the record showed the conditions were appalling. The question below and on appeal is whether plaintiffs may seek legal redress, the opinion added, noting this was not a class action case, but one of individual claims. Breach of Contract The Circuit Court erred in granting summary judgment based on its perception that plaintiffs must show specific evidence of exposure at certain levels and causing precise damages. This is not a toxic tort case, and the trial court erred in denying breach of contract damages. In a breach of contract claim, a jury may find nominal damages without any evidence of specific injury, the decision added. Mold and Mildew Addendum Defendants raised a mold and mildew exculpatory agreement in a contractual addendum. The contractual language, however, requires repair, which defendants assumed, so it was error to reject claims on the basis of the exculpatory language in the addendum. Quote, Tenants must notify the landlord of any mold growth on surfaces inside the dwelling unit that cannot be removed or controlled by the tenant. 
The tenants also agreed to allow the landlord to enter the dwelling unit to inspect and make any necessary repairs. Several residents testified, moreover, that the Appleys attempted to make repairs to control the moisture in the respective apartments. Therefore, we conclude the Appleys entered into an agreement to make mold-related repairs. Additionally, the Appleys, having assumed that duty by agreeing to make mold-related repairs, cannot rely on the exculpatory clause to disclaim liability for breaching it. In Arkansas, exculpatory contracts are typically used to absolve parties in advance for the consequences of their own negligence, and as such, they are not favored by the law. End of quote. The opinion noted the language was sweeping and there must be mutuality. The Court of Appeals quoted from an Illinois decision regarding an exculpatory agreement by a bank. Quote, We find the Illinois Supreme Court's opinion persuasive here. The appellees, having agreed to make mold-related repairs in the manner that we described, could not validly disclaim any liability for breaching that agreement. Accordingly, we hold that the exculpatory clause in the mold and mildew addendum is unenforceable. End of quote. Covenant of Quiet Enjoyment The Court of Appeals also noted the lease provided a right to quiet enjoyment and cited an Arkansas case that previously noted every lease implicitly contains the same. Quote, the tenants confined their argument to the sufficiency of their proof, arguing that several of them offered deposition testimony that the conditions at Helena Heights forced them to leave their apartments. We agree. The circuit court here broadly granted summary judgment on all the tenants' claims because there were some tenants still in the apartments, and no evidence was presented to rise to an action on the quiet enjoyment issue. The court apparently took an all-or-nothing approach, treating this case as though it was filed as a class action. It was not. Several of the tenants, in fact, alleged that they were forced to leave their apartments due to the unhealthy conditions. Accordingly, we reverse and remand so that the circuit court may address each tenant's claims individually. End of quote. Nuisance. The circuit court rejected nuisance claims, and here the appellate court agreed. Quote, Arkansas defines a nuisance as conduct by one landowner that unreasonably interferes with the use and enjoyment of the lands of another and includes conduct on property that disturbs the peaceful, quiet, and undisturbed use and enjoyment of a nearby property. This definition plainly does not include the type of nuisance claim that the tenants advanced in the complaint, in which they allege nuisances affecting their use and enjoyment of the same property owned by the offending landowner, here Helena Renaissance. End of quote, end of decision.